When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello and welcome to another captaincy video and podcast from Fantasy Football Scout. It's a double set of fixtures and once again an array of interesting captaincy candidates to choose from. It's also May the 4th. My name is Joe and joining me to find the best captaincy options for double game week 35 is David. David, happy Star Wars Day. How are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm very good, thanks. Um, obviously, I feel like the force wasn't with us over the weekend because uh, so many of us basically had our FPL teams decimated by... Um, the dark side of football, shall we say? Yes. Um, yeah. So obviously we, we lost. We lost the game, and um, yeah, I think I got about thirty-seven points, which actually I think is more than most. Mm. Thanks to, uh, of course, Chris Wood, obviously oh, coming super through Chris again. Wood. Um, you know, yeah, he, he's the chosen one clearly. So, um, but yeah, I mean, those people with points. I, I saw that the general were like twenty points. I've seen some you know big names out there like twenty, twenty-five points. Um, so nothing like a double game week to kind of like. Nah. You know, get us back on track and solve all our problems, and yeah, hoping for a higher ceiling this week. But the thing is, I got to be honest. Looking at the actual the, the fixtures involved, I think captaincy is probably the thing I'm finding the hardest mm. to really get too excited about, just simply because the fixtures. Um, yeah, I just don't really think that they're tremendously inspiring. There's not too many teams uh, at the moment uh, with uh, fixtures like two fixtures against mm. favourable teams. Um, which makes the captaincy very difficult. But of course, you never know. It's a changing world. Everything is in fluctuation yes. right now. And we could end up with another double um, uh, with Liverpool. We could indeed. So, yes. So, over the weekend, uh, Manchester United against Liverpool was postponed. Um, I was affected. I had two players on the bench and three in my lineup. So, I was five players down. So, I had to um, go into this um, with less players than I'd hoped. <laughs> Um, but I managed to get a green arrow in 44, but that is not thanks to anything I've done and my skill. That is thanks to Chris Wood, who is absolutely <laughs> fantastic. So, yeah, I put up a picture of the, the scenes at Old Trafford. Um, obviously, a huge protest there. I don't want to get into the details of that, but um, yeah, that fans protest meant that that game was postponed. It's tricky. It's a tricky game. It's an important game. Um, Manchester City were waiting on the result. They could have been crowned champions. 
meanwhile, Manchester United annoyingly being good in Europe. And so they are um, looking like they're in the, the final there. Um, especially oh, unless Roma can do a massive turnaround. Um, so that means that this game has got to be played soon. Now, this is the assumption. So we're going to caveat, caveat this with a heavy assumption. This is being recorded at the moment at 9.42 on a Tuesday, <laughs> May the 4th morning. So at some point today or tomorrow, we are hoping we can get an announcement about when this Liverpool-Manchester United game will be rescheduled. The, um, the thinking behind this is that um, in order to fit this into the schedule, which is a packed schedule, they want to get fans back in game weeks 37 and 38 for home matches. So what we're looking at possibly, very possibly, is that Liverpool's game with West Brom from in game week 36 moves to game week 35. Therefore, giving Liverpool arguably the best double game week of any team at the moment with Southampton at home and then West Brom away. Meanwhile, that also means that Manchester United's players will play in 36 because the Liverpool-Manchester United game will move to 36. Once again, this is the thinking behind it. This is this is a possibility. This is the likely scenario, but it may not happen. Manchester United against Liverpool could be another time. And all I've just said may not happen. So big caveat there. Time stamp that. As we know at the moment, that's what's happening. So if we were to assume that Liverpool have a double game week of Southampton at home and West Brom away... Um, how enticing is Salah for the captaincy or possibly Alexander-Arnold? So what do you reckon? Yeah, well, I mean, if we if we do get a double for local, then yeah, it's, uh, I, I mean, arguably it would be the most exciting of all the different um, pairings that are available. Because as I said, I'm not really that, I'm not tremendously inspired by what we get elsewhere in terms of two games that are worth looking at. I think the only other team that really comes close is Crystal Palace. Yay! Uh, Sheffield United and Southampton in terms of if we're purely just looking at the fixture. So yeah, if we were to get a Liverpool double game, that would solve a lot of the captaincy problems for me, uh, big time. Um, Southampton obviously um, uh, have conceded a fair number of goals of late. Um, they, I mean, they did very well. They did better than we expected against Leicester. Um, but in terms of uh, their big chances conceded over the last six matches, uh, that's 18, third worst in the division. And West Brom conceded 15 to the fifth worst. So um, yeah, you've got two teams that are obliging at the back. Um, Two teams whose fates, dare I say it, are largely sealed at this point. Like Southampton are definitely staying up. They're not going to get European football. Um, West Brom, I think, I, I, I think their chances of staying up are dwindling, yeah. running out of time, really. So they're giving it a go, West Brom. But, but yeah, yeah, they're giving but it a go. That's not to right. do them. Yeah, that's not to do them down in any way. It's just yeah, the window is is, is closing on the opportunity to get through. Um, you know the the, uh, the the distance between them and the end of the Death Star trench, you could say, is running yeah. up before we go for the full theme today. Um, but yeah, so then and then obviously Liverpool really need to get top four, so they really need to go for these games. So there's just a lot of reason to believe that they would put out full strength teams for both if they if these games are indeed going to go ahead. Um, in terms of um, yeah, Salah and uh, Alexander Arnold, I'm still gonna I'm still gonna say that I still have some slight concerns about Salah's ability to actually deliver on his um, promise. Um, just because um, traditionally he's been a player. Now, when I've owned him and captained him extensively in the past, a player who shoots a lot, a player who doesn't necessarily always get too many of the big chances, but enough to keep ticking over. But then also at the same time, lots of shots on target. And it has been sometimes since Salah has been right near the top of the charts for shots on target. 
he has been snatching at them for a while. And so then if we look at the last six matches, he's had eight shots on target. And we've had Richarlison, Lingard, Kane, Bale, Greenwood, Jota, who obviously uh, would also be playing, theoretically be playing twice if this was to go ahead. Uh, Havertz, Wood and Iheanacho are all players that have been basically more reliable at turning their shots into shots on target, let alone goals. So that's always going to sit at the back of my mind. I mean, he's still shooting a lot. He's 18 shots in the box is the best in the league over the last six matches. But of course, as I said, I think that very much marries up with the eye test when we say we've seen him shoot a lot. We just haven't seen him score as often in proportion to that as we would before. So that that would be there at the back of my mind. But at the same time, if we're going to have a double game with, with, with Salah available and with the fixtures elsewhere, he's still going to be highly enough captain to probably force my hand. Um, but I do just want to look at Alexander-Arnold as well because... Yeah, he's an exceptionally creative player. I think the clean sheet potential in this game against Southampton is relatively strong. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in, in terms of what they've got available, they've, had, they've still got a few injuries in attacking areas. West Brom, I think, would probably score. But if you're looking at those two, I feel like there's probably at least one clean sheet available. But then also the assist potential of Alexander-Arnold is very high as well. So last six matches, he's created 16 chances. Mm-hmm. The only two players in the league to have created more than that over their last six are Grealish, who obviously is injured, uh, and De Bruyne. Uh, so, you know, he's keeping strong company in terms of the persistence of his chance creation, um, but also the quality of it as well. So he's created four big chances and the only players to have created more big chances in the last six are Vardy and Iheanacho. So again, he's keeping good company there. So I think his his point ceiling is is fantastic. And I, in a way, I'd arguably say he's better at com- converting his performances to points than Salah over the last, over that particular period. Um, you know, Salah... As uh, if we look at his last six points totals, nine, one, seven, eight, three, uh, uh, and two. Uh, whereas you look at Alexander Rodden, of course, that clean sheet potential and the fact that he's a defender and he's scored some goals as well. You've got two, eight, 11, 12, nine, one. So, you know, two double figure hauls in there. Mm-hmm. Great ceiling on that player. So, yeah, I, 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 if we get a Liverpool double, I'm strongly considering, considering Alexander Arnold, to be okay. honest. Um, but I mean, of course, we need to look at some of the other bigger names, but he should definitely be in the conversation. Um, yeah, well, I mean, although um, those that perhaps captained him a couple of weeks ago when he played, when he was a strong captaincy option and he, and he blanked, and that's what Liverpool do. All it, all it takes is the clean sheet gone, and if there is no assist there, yeah, bearing in mind he is a defender true. playing a bit like a winger, but he's not a winger. <laughs> um but yeah, look, the stats we've got up on the screen, so all, all stats tables I'll put up will be last four as well. So, I mean, I know a lot of the stats you've got are last six. So putting the last four up as well, sort of um, kind of, it's a, it's a nice um, a nice uh, comparison for that because it shows sort of how the picture's changing slightly. But in the last four matches, Salah, you talked about the volume of shots, 17 shots there, but just six on target. Um, but he's created five chances as well. So that, that I look at that and I think uh, a breadth of points potential, which is what you want for a captain in a double game week. You want them to play. You assume he's going to be nailed on. Um, we we saw the team sheet against Manchester United, even though the game was postponed. The Liverpool-Manchester United game, Jota was dropped. Salah, Firmino, Mane, um, they were favoured there. So the rest of the team was pretty much as you would expect. Um, so that's quite interesting. Could that mean? Could that mean that Salah misses one of these two games before the Manchester United game? If we are to assume that goes ahead in thirty-six, I don't know. That's just mere speculation. But with Alexander Arnold, eleven chances created in the last four. Um, there's point. There's a breadth of points potential there, and we know about his bonus. Um, Jota and Mane would be if you 
if for some reason <laughs> you fancy going against Salah or Alexander Arnold. Um, but you never know. You never know. They could emerge. Jota we've seen come off the bench and score score brace. That can happen. Mane has had 11 shots inside the box, five on target and 11 goal attempts. And he's had an assist as well and created five chances. So whilst the narrative is that he's having a poor season, by his terms he is, in a double game week against two obliging defences, Mane is not that bad an option. There's 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 points potential there. So yeah, once again, it's, you know, it's a real caveat here. By the time you watch this, it may be confirmed that Liverpool are, have got a double. It may be confirmed they haven't. So, you know, bear that in mind when you watch this back. So let's look at these worst defences. Um, so this is once again last four. Shows Crystal Palace still up there. Um, they've conceded 15 big chances. And their uh, expected goals conceded is nearly is about nine, which is what they've conceded. So they're sort of... Um, the They're not like Brighton in amazing XG, but can, keeps conceding. They are actually kind of performing as they should be, according to the expected Stats, Newcastle, West Ham, and then, crucially, West Brom and, Sa- and Southampton. So they are showing there how strong Liverpool's um, potential is there to um, get deliver good returns with West Brom and Southampton up there amongst the worst defences over the last four. Um, but, you know, there are other options as well. Um, so let's, let's assume um, you don't want to captain a Liverpool player or Liverpool don't have a double game week. So there are other options there um, and I guess one of them would be Manchester United um, and Fernandez. Um, so Fernandez, as now he's he, he was on my goals and assists imminent table last week, and then Roma came along, and then suddenly delivered goals and assists, and it looked very much like I know Roma were very obliging. It's a different competition as well, but nevertheless, that showed that Fernandez is a really nice, reliable stats person. <laughs> <laughs> if if it looks like he's going to score, if he looks like he's due for an assist, chances are he will. He's not going to just drift away like a Nathan Redmond into the into the off off to the horizon. Um, like a force ghost. Yeah, exactly. He 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 stays on target. He impacts on the surface <laughs> of that goal. Um, so yeah, Fernandez I think is a great option. Um, so Manchester United have Villa and Leicester. Now both obliging defences. Leicester can concede, and Villa, I don't know. I don't know whether they're on the beach, where where they are, but I'm not quite sure they're fully focused on the Premier League at the moment. What do you think? Manchester United assets Villa against Leicester? Villa and well, Leicester, I mean, sorry? Yeah, well, I mean, they're playing Aston Villa, so staying on target will be quite easy in that game, just yeah. going down the right wing. Um, I, yeah, I, the, his, his stats, I was just looking before we started recording, his stats have... Um, they're not they're not amazing compared to, say, some of the more informed players in the league because, obviously, he hasn't been delivering fantasy returns uh, in the Premier League but they are still actually as you, as we can see like the best among Man United players so last six matches his minutes per expecting goal involvement is every 122 minutes which is uh, m- just a margin ahead of Greenwood on 129 um, there's slightly different players even though um, uh, Mason Greenwood has a better XG on penalty Fernandez obviously has a better minutes per expecting goal involvement because penalties traditionally hold a, a stronger um XG rating, but also, of course, he's got the better assist potential as well. So his expected assists over the last six is 1.94. Um, so he's underperforming against that, mm. as you said. So that's, so a player yeah. like him, that doesn't mean that they're like a Redmond, a, a player who traditionally struggles to deliver on their XG. 
he's underperformed against his like three of the last four seasons or something. But Fernandez, whenever he's uh, got a, an XG, an XG or an XA delta uh, of in the negative, you've got to assume it's going to happen soon. So it's minus not point uh, minus not point nine four for expected assists for him, and uh, his expected goals is two point four six. Um, and his um, so his XG delta is minus one point four six, and overall his XGI delta is minus two point four. So he's mm. basically returned two point four less attacking returns than he should have done. Okay. So he so yeah, the XG showing how Dewey is there. Um, Villa, I think that yeah, as you said, who knows a Villa? I never really know because the thing is, is that they they can look quite obliging. But then, of course, Martinez is the kind of goalkeeper that can kind of he will be the, he will be the true winner of, of, of Villa's obliging nature rather than the attacking players of the other team because he's so good at making the saves. Um, is you know if, you, if we look at um, what they've um, done um, defensively of late, you know they're never they're never really in the bottom half of the table anymore. They're kind of like lower mid table. So they've conceded 13 big chances last six, which is basically the ninth worst. They're in the kind of same realm as Spurs, West Ham, Newcastle. Um, suggests that they're not going to keep a clean sheet but it suggests also that they're not going to get like drubbed um and then Leicester again a a strange team I find Mm. in terms of defense because actually their stats are not terrible so last six xg's uh xg conceded is 4.63 it's the fourth best okay well Uh, as well yeah so last four shows it's a similar story but they are sort of um they're the fifth best so you might we might be seeing a slight move there. I mean, it's very small stats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But of course, we can still see that across last four and last six, they're not necessarily um, delivering on their position at the table in terms of XG conceded yeah. because they've conceded seven in the last six and they've conceded four in the last four. Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, clean sheets are not um, particularly forthcoming for them. I think they've got something like two clean sheets since like game week twenty four. Mm. Um, so. Again, I think United will score. I just don't think it'll be a drumming. Now, does it need to be a drumming for Fernandez to get double-figure holes in both games? Not really. What he's got to do is get a return in both games. And because uh, he he generally produces a lot on the pitch, uh, the bonus system tends to reward him. So, yeah, the chances of him getting a, a solid score in this game week, I would say, are, are fairly strong. And, of okay. course, um, even so he's tailed off recently. And, and we've had times before where owning him and not captaining him would actually be damaging to you. Whether or not that would still be the case of this game week, I'm not so sure. Um, I think if Liverpool have a double game week, then um, he will lose some of that power because there will be people who are drawn to Salah purely on the name, which, by the way, when I say that, it's not to suggest he's a bad option. It's just you've got to think about what's going on around kind of yeah. some of these more detailed discussions. So there'll be a lot of captaincies for Salah, um, which we take away from Fernandez. So um, if Liverpool have a double game week, I arguably think your hand will be forced mm. less on okay. Fernandez. But if Man United have a double game week and Liverpool don't, then then I wouldn't be too shocked to see Fernandez the most popular captain. And then at that point, it might be, you might, I don't know, some people may feel like they have to captain okay. Fernandez so because both... when he has good fixtures, he can be damaging to you if you own a new captain. Okay, they're both, they're both strong as, um, um, candidates for the armband. But, you know, there are others as well. It is a double game. There's plenty of teams involved. Um, I'll keep the worst defences up here. So, um, table up. Last four, we've got Crystal Palace, obviously we know about. And then second one, will we ever find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy as the Newcastle <laughs> defence who are up there with Crystal Palace. Ten big chances conceded. 
their XG is well over eight as well. And let's put Leicester up because Leicester are facing them. Um, and we know they're good options. Um, yeah, so Ian Acho notched an assist in game week 34. He's only blanked once in his last eight runouts. Um, another strong option, Leicester versus Newcastle, Manchester United. Uh, Ian Acho is the main man for Leicester. Strong option for the captaincy? Yeah, Ian Acho does, does, continues to look good and continues to look better than, than Vardy as well. Um, I'll, I'll revisit the um, his individual stats for the last six years. is still impressive enough. So 16 shots in a box, that's the be- joint third best. Um, he's got uh, seven big chances, so that's the joint second best. And 13 shots on target is now the best. He's overtaken the great Chris, Chris Wood mm. uh, top of that particular um, that chart. So. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's hugely impressive to get past him. So, um, yeah, uh, I mean, it's marginal. He's only one ahead, but the, the point is, the point is, he's still performing at a high level. And um, uh, even against um, Southampton, I think in the most recent game, um, he was a little bit more peripheral than we perhaps would have liked. Uh, but he still um, try, w- was able to get involved. He got the assist for um, uh, for Johnny Evans's goal, actually returning the favour for his incredible goal in the previous game. Um, and so then the um, the assist potential for Ian Acho is, is really high as well. Five big yeah. chances created in the last uh, six matches. That's the joint best in the league. Uh, level with Vardy. So they arguably have the same uh, level of assist potential, arguably for each other. And they're very good. Uh, <clears throat> they're very good strike pairing. You know, the rule of two, um, you know, a bit like two Sith Lords, I suppose, mm-hmm. um, can do a lot of damage. So, um yeah, so the Newcastle game is is a lot more appealing. Is a lot more appealing than uh, than the Man United one. So I think that would be that would be if I was forced to choose between a, a Leicester asset and a Man United one. I think I do think that fixture wise, United is is a better combination of games than 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 mm-hmm. Newcastle United. Now I, I like I, I think they will get something against Newcastle, of course, but it's just against Man United. It's hard to say because Man United's defence has been very strong recently. Mm. So if we look at um, the last uh, last six, I mean, they're, they're, they're fifth for XGC, but um, they are actually considerably better at like dealing with that and okay. turning it into defensive potential. So to, actually, to be honest, to compare the Leicester and United defence, because we can't have to really if they've both got the double and they're both mm. playing each other. Um, whilst they're in a similar area of the table for XGC, uh, fourth and fifth respectively, Leicester and, and Man United. Uh, Leicester have conceded seven goals off an XGC of 4.63 uh, with two clean sheets in that last six. But Man United off an XGC of 5.03 have conceded just three goals mm-hmm. uh, and have kept three clean sheets. Yeah. Uh, and before the mo- before the most recent round of matches or possibly the one before, Man United were actually in the, in the top three for mm-hmm. XGC as well. And uh, across the last six, they are also uh, joint best for just goals conceded anyway. Um, so this United defence is, is strong. Mm-hmm. So would I feel happy captaining a Leicester asset against Man United? And of course, the Newcastle game is nice, but it kind of almost feels like with Leicester's assets, you feel like you could maybe get an attacking return or two in a Newcastle game and probably a two-pointer yeah. against Man United and anything else is a bonus. But with yeah. the Man United guys, you actually feel like they could actually be attacking returns against Villa and Leicester. Yeah. So I think that uh, there's a slight advantage for the United assets. There. Yeah, I mean, I've got the last four fixtures um, defences up again and it shows exactly what you're saying over the last six but but um, um, the, the Manchester United and Leicester defences are strong there um, Manchester United their goals conceded three last last four um, and they're expected to have conceded three and same with Leicester they have actually conceded five but they've only expected conceded three so this looks like a tight game especially with the way Solskjaer sets up his side against these bigger sides and Leicester are the, a bigger side 
Um, so um, I, I think it's I think it's going to be nil nil. I mean, if I was to you know predict a score for this, nil nil, one all possibly with a couple of penalties. I don't know, but yeah. So it looks to me that the the Newcastle game is the one. And if he blanks against Newcastle, and you captained him, that will be a bit a bit distressing. So I feel personally a bit more comfortable with with Fernandez and Salah for this one. Um, let's look at the rest of the fixtures as well. So, so many fixtures. I've had to split them up into two columns. Um, <laughs> so, as we said, we, we've spoken about Leicester, Newcastle. Um, I'm just going to focus on the double game week ones and then we can possibly end with some single game week options. Just because I think in a double game week, more often than not, the best captain will be amongst those players. It may not be the Fernandez or Salah, it could be a Ward Prowse, it could be a Calvert Lewin. But nevertheless, if you're playing two fixtures and you're a strong option, chances are you're gonna you're you're gonna get more than those with one fixture. But you never know. You never know. So looking at this list here, um Chelsea. <laughs> Awful <laughs> double game week, but nevertheless Chelsea have Man City, who are the strongest defence, uh, and and Arsenal, there could be returns there. Chelsea rather good in Europe as well. So it's difficult to predict. Um, Villa obviously got Manchester United and Everton can't keep a clean sheet, um, and um, no Grealish still. Crystal Palace they have a great double game week. Sheffield United and Southampton, but Zaha may have a knock. We're going to be awaiting news on that later in the week. Everton have West Ham and Aston Villa away. That could be that could be the place where the best captain lies and Southampton play Liverpool and Crystal Palace so half good half bad, bad there so I've got a list here of players um, so get your views on some of those other options uh, a list of players um, of the last four so this is all players from those double game week sides um, last four matches and this shows that Ian Acho and Salah are the main ones in terms of expected goal involvement um, there Martinelli <laughs> up there <laughs> Expected goal involvement just behind them. So um, if you're looking for a differential, Martinelli for Arsenal. But then you're looking at the likes of Fernandes. And then it shows that if the Chelsea players play, you've got Havertz, Jotters up there, then Calvert-Lewin. And you've got to go right the way down, you know, past all the Leicester and Chelsea players to get to, say, Ward-Prowse with expected goal involvement of nearly two over the last four. So we're relying on penalties, really. And then the likes of El Ghazi, Watkins, Sigurdsson. So... In comparison to Salah, if he has a double game week, in comparison to Fernandez, does do, do any of these other also runs also ran for you? <laughs> well, I mean, to be honest, outside of the of these sort of options, I've, I've got a bad feeling about them. To be honest, yeah, much like Hans Solo does about everything. Um, <laughs> yeah, Chelsea, especially, I have a very bad feeling about um, because their, their fixtures just they're, they're not strong enough for me. You know, um, when you go and play Man City away, you know, that's no blue moon. Mm. Um, so, um, and then of course, Arsenal, I'd never know what you're going to get with them. Like they, they are fully capable of, of honestly actually yeah. creating a tight game against their, their rivals, mm. especially from London as well. Um, but they're also capable of getting done over three nil, but then also with Chelsea as well. Um, I still just get the feeling that they that they are more reliable for defensive returns than they are attacking ones. And it's not to say that Chelsea aren't an attacking side in a two Of course, they are very much like a very metronomic possession-based side now. Um, but it's more just about that you don't know who's going to start. 
um, Havertz is a, is a great option, and we actually chose him in the scout picks this week, and we're very happy to see him deliver. Um, but um, for the double game week, can you guarantee he's going to play twice? What if he just plays the City game? That's that sh- that could just be a two points uh, run all over. But of course, I mean, you know, they've they've both got bigger fish to fry, um, City and uh, Chelsea potentially. I mean, they could be that could be the Champions League final. So mm-hmm. I mean, if they um, you know, if they win their games this week, you know, that they, they may need to use a game like that to just kind of like carry things over. Now of course there's still a lot riding on it as well because yeah. City may just wanna may just wanna, you know, push on, get those three points and win the league without having to worry about, you know, United and Liverpool. Chelsea obviously would like to probably finish in the top four just in case they don't win the Champions League, although I think they have a very strong chance of doing that as well. Either way, who like, I just it, oh, it's just too, it's too sort of like when you kind of go eat, like you know you're chopping back and forth on all the different sort of factors in a game that for me is always one I don't look at it so yeah Chelsea I definitely wouldn't be considering if, if people are kind of excited about a Havertz and great go for it but I like to go for for what I know really and I couldn't tell you yeah. he's going to play both I think yeah the, I mean I'm not going to captain him but one player I am excited about for this game week if he is fit is Zaha um, because Sheffield United Southampton is. I would say the best combination of fixtures you can possibly get. Um, You know, last six matches, they're both in the the bottom five for for big, uh, for for XGC. They are both in the bottom three for for big chances conceded. You know, Palace, if they turn up, which they can, I mean, they they, they can on their day do well. I mean, Eze has been a good signing and adds a lot of uh, life to the the attack. And obviously Zaha when he's fit, exactly the same. And of course, it being at home as well, I I feel like that would be to their advantage. They're not as good away from home this year as they were last year. Um, Zaha, I think, has two attacking returns in his last four. Um, So potential outside bet but as you said we just got to wait and see yeah. on uh, on that press conference I, if he's I, I, I think he's probably fine he finished the game yeah so I think he's probably alright but yeah, yeah do just check I was quite pleased I got um, Joel Warden as my enabler for, for a bench boost for this week I was quite pleased he almost scored bless him um, I think he's 32 now I might have done a disservice maybe 31 um, but yeah looking at Ars- Arsenal intriguing because they've got West Brom at home and also Chelsea away. So it's half good, half bad. But look at all those Arsenal names there. Really high up. Martinelli. Lacazette, if he's fit. Very unlikely there. Aubameyang creeping in. And we saw um, at, the, at the weekend what a great um, fancy asset he can be. So um, I just wonder, if you're looking for a differential and you feel confident that you can predict Arteta's lineup, it's a big if there. I think Arsenal could be the option there. Um, there are some single um, match day contenders um, looking at the fixtures. Well, I say that. I mean, compared to all of the others, especially with two two fixtures, I think really it's looking at Spurs against Leeds. Kane is not... I'm, I'm, I never thought I'd say I regret bringing Kane in. <laughs> um, it didn't really, you know, damage me too much. You know, Kane in for Vardy because um, Vardy blanked last week. But... Um, Kane, I, I don't feel confident captaining him now. It's that it's that lack of confidence. Whereas Son could be another option. Bale as well could be an option against Leeds. Um, but other than that, I mean, do you see any any other single game weakers that could rival the double game weakers? Yeah, not really. No. Yeah, I'm not particularly inspired by it, really. Um, and the thing is, at this stage of the season, like if you're capturing a single game week player in a double game week where there's possibly, what, would it be nine teams yeah. playing twice? Yeah. Uh, potentially, I mean, we know it's definitely at least eight. eight I think. Um, I just think 
I don't know what are you playing FPL for. <laughs> yeah, this. <laughs> Sorry, is... I'm sure someone will take offence to that. This... But it's you know, there's four game weeks yeah. left, and everyone wants to get higher up. You got to attack this game. You got to go for the William Captain. Yeah, definitely so. got to go for that. So yeah, hopefully we've covered all bases there. Um, as I said at the beginning, um, big caveat there with that Liverpool double game week potential. If that's not there, hopefully we've given you lots of other good options to think about for the armband. Um, should that Liverpool fixture not uh, be a double game week? Um, but in the meantime, um, David, thanks so much um, for your time and uh, good luck with your double game week, Captain. Cheers, Joe. May the force be with you. <laughs>